Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Gull, are you ready? I am, absolutely. Excellent. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Gull Khan is a money mindset expert. She is a healer, a podcast host, an attorney, a speaker, and a coach. I'm excited to have you on. Gull, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here, my love. So, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I am a... um, I am actually a lawyer qualified in the UK. I'm a barrister here in the UK. I'm also uh, one of the rare breeds. I'm a fully qualified solicitor with the England Aware Law Society. And I'm actually fully qualified New York attorney as well and registered with the New York Bar Association. So I'm qualified as a lawyer in three jurisdictions. Yet I practice in none. I am fully focused on, on my money mindset business. I am a coach. I'm a money mindset expert. And as a money mindset expert, I help entrepreneurs to break free from their limiting beliefs, to reverse their money shame, and to blast through their money blocks so that they can live a life of unlimited abundance. And I am a mother of two kids, two cats, and I have two passions, money in Bollywood. Nice. What's with the twos? I don't know. It's just it, it's just being two. I've got two kids and under two cats. And actually, that's the, that's the real truth. I do have passion for Bollywood, and the only thing that the other, apart from Bollywood that I'm passionate about would be would be money. And that's why I do what I do. And if you infuse a little bit of Bollywood in my talking and <laughs> in my acts, if you see me in person, and some of my jokes are incorporating some Bollywood in endwords, but otherwise, it's all about Bollywood, money, and that's it. I love it. Perfect. So. It's no small feat to um, to obviously become a barrister, an attorney, a lawyer, and then no small yep. feat to do it in the three three jurisdictions. Um, yeah. But money and helping people break through those those limiting beliefs that just was 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 more of a draw. Well, it's 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 been a journey. I have to say, it wasn't intentional. I never really thought that I would I'll be. A money coach I would come into the coaching industry or I would practice as a money healer so even though I call myself a money mindset expert my the primary way that I do this is I heal people's internal energies with money so I'm, a, I'm an energy healer at my core and that's what I practice at so if you think about it someone who's actually a banking finance lawyer some very logical very practical person in from from all you know from um you know from all perspectives I've come to the other the other side and gone to the spirituality element and you know redoing just dealing with the metaphysical and energy healing, and this wasn't a conscious thought. It's just evolved in in terms of my, the life path I've taken, the life choices I've made, the training I received on the way, my experiences, and it all culminated culminated into me being a money healer, um, energy healer, working as as own money. So basically, becoming a money healer for most people. And I say that I'm an advocate, and I've now actually become an advocate for money. And this is what I do. I, I, I change people's perceptions and energies and feelings around money, which unfortunately, my love, most people have this really screwed up relationship with money. And it really blows my mind, you know, the, how many people have this awful relationship with money and they don't even know it. And why is that? Why, why do so many of us have this bad relationship? 
it comes from generations to generations. So if you think about it this way, if I explain this way, that your primary so your, your primary um, programming around anything, not just money, but everything is done between the ages of zero to seven. So your subconscious mind is fully formed at the, at the time of birth, but your conscious mind is not. So your conscious mind is formed over a period of time between the ages of, uh, I think, around about seven. Zero is when it starts, when you, as soon as you're born, it, it comes into being. But over a period of seven years, seven, seven to eight, it's fully formed until your conscious mind is formed and that is actually what we would call the gatekeeper to your subconscious mind it, it decides what's right and what's wrong what you know what he accepts and it doesn't your subconscious mind until that point until it, the conscious mind is fully formed is open like a sponge it absorbs and takes in everything so how you feel think and behave is actually dependent on your subconscious mind and your subconscious programming about how you eat, how you tie your shoes, how you wear your clothes, what kind of food you like, how you talk to people, and the language you speak, everything comes from your primary caregivers between the ages of zero to seven. This includes your views, your energies, and feelings around money. Does that make sense? It does. And most people, uh, most people, and this is the, there are a few exceptions to this, but most people have been given this subconscious programming that money is evil, money is hard to make, uh, money doesn't buy you happiness. You cannot, you know, you can't have money. Crop people have money. There's so many issues with money which have been passed on from generation to generation. Now, keep in mind, your parents have been have had this subconscious programming from their parents, and they had it from their parents, and they subconsciously passed it on to you. And you are holding this, and subconsciously, if you have children, you're passing it on to your kids. Now, it's not just that. We now, especially in this day and age, we are reinforced with the idea that money is evil, that money has, uh, you know, money makes you corrupt. And somehow there's some sort of nobility in poverty and how, how somehow if you desire or want to have money, then you're evil and you're corrupt and you're greedy. These are things which are reinforced through our education system, through the social media, through the, actually the media, through the movies. And if you think about it, through the books as well. I'll give you a prime example. One of the one of the books that I loved growing up when I was reading, which is Rodal's book Matilda. But in Matilda, guess what? The good person is her teacher who's poor. Mm. The bad person is her father who's rich, but he's manipulated and he's corrupt and he's evil. And you know, they don't value education. Can you see? Can you see the discrepancy? No, for right? sure. And this is unfortunately just one example. If you pick up any, oh my God, any Netflix um, series or any other issue, any any other any other drama series or anything, um, Gilligan's Island. Guess what? The rich people were the the rich guy. I didn't, I didn't watch it, but I remember there's um, um, you know, I remember the, I think I think it was the right series where these people got washed up on on the island, and the rich person was the evil one. Yeah, they were the, the jerks the, for sure. Yeah, and the and the and the middle class and the working class were the good people, right? So the rich person's always evil. The 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 poor person's always a good person. So somehow, you know how unfortunately, if you're evil, if you're good, you you won't have money. But if you have money, you'll be evil. Mm. This is a, a subconscious a belief that we've 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 um, accepted. Now, if you are a good person, you believe yourself to be a good person. Why would you associate with money? Because having money will make you evil. Remember, this is not a logical thought. This is a subconscious belief that you have. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. And most people don't even accept the fact they have a relationship with money. It's when you think about it logically, it makes sense that way. That regardless of where you are, you need money for food, shelter, water. Every all your daily um, you know needs are met by with money. You need some sort of money to, for for exchange of this, right? It's true. Now, and. 
if you need if that means you need money for your basic necessities that means you have a relationship with money you do even if it's messed up and you don't think much about it it's still there now if you don't focus on it that means even to get that amount of money to pay for your bare necessities means water food and shelter you have to struggle hard and you have to work at it can you see it you're not allowing it to free flow to you easily you're making it struggle and the reason why you struggle i'm going to give you an example I, we've just said that, you know, you've got this, uh, this negative image and these negative feelings about money and these subconscious programming money. If you think of it this way, if you imagine there's a room and there's this most, you know, you know there's this amazing person there, this, you know, most, just imagine there's the most gorgeous lady there and she's stunning and she's sexy and she looks wonderful. She walks in and you're like, oh my God, she's so beautiful, she's stunning. But subconsciously you think, oh my God, she looks really arrogant. She thinks, she must be thinking, you know, X, Y, Z by herself. So, under your breath, you start sending out these negative vibes towards her, mm. right? And because you think she's too pretty or whatever, whatever, because of your misconceived ideas about who she is, you send her negative vibes. Not on your face, you could be smiling and looking at her smilingly. But if you are sending out these negative vibes to her under, you know, um, on the on, on below the surface, do you think she would even look at you, let alone walk towards you or speak to you? Probably not. Right. Yeah, exactly. For that reason, because she'll subconsciously pick up your negative vibes. Why is money any different? Mm. Why is money any different? If you're sending out these negative feelings and emotions towards money, money is evil, money is corrupt, money will make me corrupt. I don't want to have money. Why do I need money? I just want to be happy with, you know, I don't need to be ha- have money. I just need to be happy. Somehow there's an idea that you, you know, being happy and having money are mutually exclusive. You know, that's another right. idea that we've accepted. This is why people stuck and people suffer from, um, you know, their ideas and beliefs around money. That's a lot of really, really, really powerful and good stuff right there. I've never heard or thought of it like um, using the, the 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 analogy of of seeing an attractive person and then sending off terrible vibes and then wondering why it is that that person is not attracted to you and and certainly money is why would it be any different? So huh, that's that's exactly. fascinating. Thank you. All right, so so much, I mean, so much good stuff there, and so much really important stuff there. Um, that yeah, I mean, our our parents, whether they are, are conscious or conscientious of it or not, and their parents before them, imprinted yeah. these beliefs on us, and a lot of the time, yeah, yeah it's negative beliefs about money, and then it's wired into us, and then society does, for sure, tell us I mean, these days it. that you, you you have to work hard, and that. That, that the 1% are evil and so that's on us as well so if we're not yep. if we're not thinking about this stuff then we're just going through the same motions over and over again absolutely absolutely and this really really breaks my heart because every single person is capable of achieving their greatest you know their greatest designs whether that's to become a billionaire millionaire who cares who cares it's very subjective so what what you the amount of money that you want to make maybe a lot different from the amount of money that I want to make because you maybe the desire for you is to, I don't know, have a condo and then travel the world, sure, right? Sure. And so having a hundred thousand a year is more than enough for you. For someone else, maybe, you know, they want to have the five, you know, bedroom mansion with the Bentley or whatever. For them, they want to be earning the six or seven figures a year, right? It doesn't matter. The idea is as long as you're open to the idea of making as much money as you desire and open, allow, you to have, allow yourself to have the desire, that is the starting point. It's when we are closed off to the ideas of what's possible for us, or worse, especially in the entrepreneurial space, where they want to make money and they have no idea why they keep pushing the money away. They have the talents, they have the abilities, they have all the tools available, yet you know, they're not able to make it and somebody with less talent, less ability is thriving in the same industry. 
that's that's when the frustration sets in. Sure. All right. So, if everybody is capable of of earning or having getting all all, all the money that they're interested in, where, mm-hmm. where where is it coming from? Well, this is a great question. This this leads me to believe that again, you also have the same idea that there's a limited, finite amount of resources. I want you to think of it this way. Everything that you have, you've got right now, your clothes, your home, your food, your car, your even and things outside which don't belong to you, everything came from the unseen forces, right? From the ethers of the universe. They were created, right? Okay. You agree with that? Yeah. If that's the case, why is there a limit on the amount of abundance there is in the world? And this idea that there's a finite amount of gold or finite amount of oil or finite amount of this is a is an idea that has been pushed upon us through the powers that be and you know, for us to think there's a limitation on it. If we believe in the expanding universe and we believe in God, devices, energy, so I really have a strong belief in devices, energy. If my God has everything, has created everything, has made everything, why would he limit in the you know limiting me in terms of if I can if just because I have a million you can't have it? There's an, there's an inherent idea that we've also uh, you know accepted that in order for me to make money in order for me to have more you need to have less, right? Yeah. This idea that there's a finite amount of cake, and you know if I want a bigger slice of the cake you're going to have less, and I'm of the opinion that if you and I work together. Even if you don't work together, if I'm working in my industry and you're working in your industry, combined together, we can create a much larger cake that you still have one slice and I still have my slice, but together we have a larger slice of the cake. This means there is no competition. That means there's more than enough money in this world for everyone to have all the desires met and more because we're not taking it from the finite world. We're taking it from the infinite divine source energy, universal energy. We're allowing our desires to come from divine source energy, not from this finite, seen, physical world. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. And just because there's, you know, there's this, this, all the, all the, if all the gold in the world, just using gold as an example, if all the gold that was mined, okay, and that, that's known has been mined, if we decide more gold and we can connect with that and align ourselves to that desire, we will find more gold in other parts of the world or the next layer or some layer, or maybe the, the, the thread of the gold will pick up, you know, two meters down from where it was. The fact that there's more than enough in the world makes you should give you the faith that this is coming from devices energy not from your physical um, ability to keep and have things does that make sense it does all right so let's let's move forward then like i i i accept that i accept that that there, i probably have these limiting beliefs that i'm carrying around shame uh potentially about money and that mm-hmm. and that i do have the ability if i so choose and do the work to tap into this uh, divine source energy. Yeah. How do I get started? Well, the best thing, well, the first thing you need to be is first recognize where you are. So in order for you to go somewhere, you need to work, you know, you need to find out where am I? Mm. So if I want to go to Manchester, it's going to be very different in terms of direction wise, if I'm in Japan or if I'm in London, right? Yeah. So work out where you are right now. So for that reason, I give, I have a, this small strategy that I use and I want everyone to be very honest, especially in the entrepreneurial space. You find a lot of people have read the book like Think and Grow Rich and um, The Science of Getting Rich and, um, you know, You Were Born Rich from, um, from Bob Proctor. But 
they've read it superficially. They haven't internalized it. So when you ask them, well, how do you feel about money? You know, I love money. I think money is great. I think money means freedom. Well, there's internally, they haven't shifted the energy and internally they actually are repelling money because they still think money is evil. And this is more dangerous because if you're not admitting to yourself how you truly feel about money, how can you change it? So the best way to work out how you truly feel about money and where you are right now is to grab a pen, grab a notepad and put a timer on your phone for five minutes and then free flow write. Write for five minutes. Just think of the topic of money. So what do I think about when it comes to money and start writing? Don't let your logical mind interfere. Don't pick the pen up on the paper. Write, write, write. The first few sentences will be, well, I think money is the root of all happiness. Money gives me freedom. Money gives me this. Money gives me that. Those are the logical thoughts which initially come through, especially if you're you know, consciously aware. What will happen is after the first few, couple of minutes, your actual deep root of feelings about money will start coming on paper because your logical mind will stop thinking and your your hand will start writing and your subconscious thoughts will come onto paper. Hmm. So once the timer goes off, then you pick up that that to note what you've written over the, over the past five minutes and you read through it. And then you highlight what you truly feel about money. And that is your starting point. So that will give you an idea of what you are. The second thing is something I talk about quite frequently. It's, it, it's a very good way. I always call it, it's like the shortcut to changing your relationship with money. It's, it's, it's actually designed what's called your money avatar. It's to actually treat money as your best friend. Now, in order for you to treat money as your best friend, I don't know about you, but I have real difficulty imagining money and being my friend in the form of, of a paper or, or coins or... Sure. Um, it's just very difficult for me to relate to it. On the other hand, I know energetically everything is energy. Uh, I'm energy, my thoughts are energy, you know, at the core, I'm energy and you're energy, which means at the, uh, at the core, money is energy, right? So if money is the same as me, why can't I use my imagination to design money and see money in my imagination as something different than a piece of paper? So in my mind, in my imagination, money appears to me in, in, I've personified money and it's a human form now if I want to imagine money to be in human form which human form am I going to take I don't want you to take someone you know I don't want you to be a best friend I don't want you to be your lover I don't want you to be a mother I don't want you to be a father I don't want you to be a saint I don't want you to be anything like that I want you to build a relationship with money where it's your best friend. So the easiest way to do that is most people who are in the online space are familiar with creating their money, their uh, ideal client avatars. This is where the idea of your money avatar was born. Create an idea of who would be your best friend, man or a woman. What would they do? How old would they be? What hair color would they have? What eye color would they have? What kind of characteristics would they have? What kind of personality would they have? Get a very clear image of who your best friend is and then give them a name like my my money avatar is michelle give this person a name and then that becomes your best friend and now that is your money avatar can you see that i love it and this is a very shortcut way of building that relationship with this new person now it's very important that you don't know this person and somebody asked me oh can it be my sister can it be my mother no because you can have a love-hate relationship with them you can have a you know tangled up relationship with these people you know it has to be someone from your imagination someone that who would be your ideal friend now what do you want for money you want money to be your best friend so it turns out before you know you need it it's always got your back you know you've got support from it and you don't have the need or the greed for it you you have the love and support from it and you give love and support to your friend does that make sense makes yeah? a lot of sense yeah i love it <laughs> so when you have this money avatar that you're building a relationship with now you're not going to you know 
take this money of avatar of a friend of yours and lock him in the room and throw away the key. You won't do that, right? Of course, that's your best friend. For God says, you won't do that. So you won't hold on to money. You won't be like, I have to hold on to money because I can't let the money go. I'm afraid of it going and will come back. On the other hand, as you treat your best friend, you meet your friend and you let them go. You know, you, every time you meet them, you're going to meet them again. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll meet them in a, in a day or so. Or I'll probably be on the phone with me chatting if I need to. All the while knowing, even though your friend may have to go, remember there's an ebb and flow of money, even though your friend has to go, sooner or later they're going to come back. And especially if you are in need, your friend is going to turn up before you know you need it. So they'll be, if you're their best friend, they'll know when you need them and they'll have your back and they'll support you every step of the way. That's the kind of relationship where you want the money, not where you're holding on to it, you're greeting for it, you're needing for it. The needy energy will push money away like anything. Okay, that's why if you find the more you need money, the faster it goes away from you, right? On the other hand, if you feel aloof to it, it comes to you. So same thing with your friend. Build a friendship and you're not aloof that it never turns up or turns up in small quantities. You want it to turn up more and more. The more friendship you form, the stronger the bond. Guess what? Your friend's always near your house. Like, I can't get rid of you. Go away, mate. Can you see what I mean? I love it. Well, Galt, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So this is my one tip that I would say for you. If there's one thing you can take away from this entire conversation, do this. Go away and formulate your own, in your imagination, make make this money avatar. Create this, this ideal person who will be your ideal best friend. Not someone you already know, but someone in your mind who would become your best friend. And be very clear on the characteristics, personalities, who would they be, and how would you build that trust with them. First of all, you know, form that in your head. Then secondly, start building a relationship with them know that you already have a relationship money it's about time you changed it to something happy healthy and the best way and the best relationship to have with money is that of friendship become friends with money so you can get low you can let go of the greed and the need and actually start forming a respect and honor for it and treat it in that way and allow money to start trusting you in return that's my tip well that is great stuff that definitely gets come on come on go Thank you so much for coming out. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Thank you so much. So if you are interested in learning more of my tips and learning more of the lessons I teach, I have my own podcast, which is Money Mindset with Gul Khan. And we're available on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and all the other platforms. And if you actually want to learn more about my blog and if you want to learn more about my the products and the kind of services I have, then please visit gulkhan.com. That's www.gullkhan.com. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Gull your appreciation. Share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out the Money Mindset with Gullcon podcast. Go to gullcon.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. Thanks again, Gull. Thank you so much for having me. I had a super time. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.